No, I didn't see Wakanda Forever yet. I actually do want to see Wakanda Forever, but just like what I did with the last one, I'm watching it when the when the hype dies down, and you know I actually can watch it because right now it will be hard to go to a theater. It'll be a little exp- it'll be a little expensive. It'll be hard to go to a theater, and um, I don't know. I guess part of me just doesn't want to like. I have a hard time sort of accepting death. You know, like it's a really it's a it's a challenge to do that. And I feel like in order to watch it, I have to sort of come to grips with the fact that Chadwick Boseman is dead. And, uh, you know, obviously this movie is going to be a gratuitous tribute to him. And it's going to be beautiful. And it's just, it's it's a goodbye to him that I'm just not ready to have. I don't know Chadwick Boseman. We, we ain't friends. We never interacted with each other. I'm pretty sure if we hung out, we'd probably be best buds. But, you know... Now I'll probably now I'll never get that chance. At least not yet anyway. You know, hopefully in the next life. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I guess part of me is just sort of Yeah. <sighs> but I do plan on watching it. Also, if you hear noise in the background, just know I'm not allowed peace in uh on uh Sunday, so um yeah there's that but uh yeah while i'm you know while i'm talking while i while it's in my head i want to go ahead and take this time to point out real quick i hate driving i think i've said this multiple times before i hate driving one of the few things i hate about driving because it's never about because it's about way too much it's, it's about focusing on way too much stuff at once you know what i mean like and, you know, I have to focus on myself. I have to focus on my car. I have to focus on the other driver. I have to focus on a lot of things at once. I have to focus on the road so I don't have to hit a pothole or something. It's just way too much things to focus on at, one moment, at certain moments in time. I can't stand driving. And one thing I realize I hate most about driving is uh, blockers. I call them blockers, okay? So when two people drive at the same exact speed in both lanes, you know, so it's like you can't go past them because they're driving at the same as I speed so they're blocking traffic so to speak like one of the few things i love about one of the few things i love doing when i'm the first car at the uh, park when i'm the first car at the stoplight which is a rare occurrence by the way because traffic is ridiculous everywhere you go um you know when i'm the first car i like to just sometimes you know like as soon as the light turns i'm staring at that red light for one thing i'm staring at it hard i'm just like turn green turn green turn green turn green turn green turn green because i am just ready to get to where i need to go to because i don't want to be in the car i don't want to be even i don't even want to be outside but while i'm outside i may as well get to where i need to go to as quickly as possible i'm not a fast driver i don't consider myself to be a reckless driver i do lose i do lose focus very briefly you know because of road hypnosis but you know that rarely happens but you know i'm looking but it's like i'm but like as soon as the light turns green i'm going you know i got somewhere to be see ya right and sometimes i look at my rear view like very briefly and just notice that the guy behind me has just 
hasn't went yet. You know what I mean? So sometimes I'll be thinking to myself, did I do something wrong? And then it's just something. Now I just like, I just sort of chalk it up to that person is like probably, you know, oh, snap, the light's green. Better go. You know? And I lament for the car that's behind them because that person, like, you know, you could tell by the, the size of the gap between me and the person behind me just how much they actually give a crap about where they're going. I'm always convinced that there's like a majority of people who don't really have anywhere specifically to be. They're just in the car, just driving. You know, probably because they got bored at home and just was like, yeah, yeah I feel like driving. I'm going to block traffic, annoy everybody, whatever. Some people just like to see the world disturbed, you know? I can't stand that. I can't stand them. I don't like driving. I don't like being outside. Ugh. All right, moving on. Um, another thing I don't like, Republicans. No, I'm not going to do that. I I don't like... I don't like this death... The Kyrie Irving situation has really gotten me annoyed because the Kyrie Irving situation kind of followed the, you know, the whole um, stuff with Kanye West. And now it's just dawning on me real quick that as a black person, as just as a black person in America, I realize now I'm going to have to align myself with other black people who are just so obsessed with finding an identity, you know, finding out who we are as people that they're willing to just completely kind of, I don't want to say believe anything, but I'm convinced that they just kind of want to, like, I'm convinced that there's this obsession with just trying to just find somebody to listen to, you know? And I don't like that because when you, when you find somebody you want to listen to, you, you know, like there's a desire. I'm not going to say this isn't for black people, but just people in general, there's, you know, there's, there's a group of people who, you know, they have no focus. They have no desire. They have no nothing or rather they kind of need to be told what to do. You know what I mean? And these people, you know, these people are probably like some of the best workers or probably some of the best supporters you could ever have because they know that they have, they know that they have something that kind of gives them hope. But if they don't have something that gives them hope, they have no hope. They just do nothing, you know? And I used to know a guy like that. It actually kind of stressed me out because it's like, I mean, don't you have any hobbies? Don't you have anything you want to do? You know, and he would just say, no, I don't, you know? Like that guy now, he is trying to. That guy now, he he's looking for uh, you know, somebody to tell him how to pick up chicks. So he's going into the alpha male side of the internet to learn about this sort of thing. And every other discussion that we have is usually him just basically saying, "Yeah, but women." And I'm like, I don't care, dude. I don't care, you know. And I, you know, and it hurts me because that desire. You know, because you can't motivate yourself, you need somebody to kind of push you to do something or to think something or to or to like feel some type of way. The fact that you need somebody to tell you to feel something or to be motivated is just kind of sad, you know. And, you know, when you when you try to do that, you know, you're willing to just sort of let like my thing is like one of the few reasons why I could never do that is because. 
I have like low hopes for humanity. So the moment that you do like, you know, it's like I can't be an ultimate fan of something because the moment that you say something that I don't agree with, I'm going to question it. You know, I'm going to be I'm going to question it. I'm going to be at least against that thing that somebody said. Like, I always go back to Booker T. Booker T is one of my favorite professional wrestlers ever. I intend on going to his wrestling company and training over there. He's easily one of the most successful black wrestlers of the era that when when I started watching wrestling officially, you know what I'm saying? And even before that, you know, but he also said that the he also said that The Rock isn't a black man, you know, and I'm like, come on, man. You know, like, and I have nothing but high respect for that. I have nothing but high respect for Booker T. He's going, but he says some he says some ridiculous things sometimes. And I can still disagree with it, and I can still like the guy. You know what I mean? But, like, my thing is that, like, there's just some things that just won't fly. Like, you, you can't – there's certain things you just won't be able to say. Like, you know, I can't support anything 100%. I always put, like – I always put half in, and if I like it, I add a little bit more. But if I don't like something, I take a little bit away. You know what I mean? But it's always half. You know what I'm saying? I always, I'm always going to give you half. You know, and uh, I was, you know, I was taught about that. I, I was taught, I was trained, I was trained on that thing because when I was a kid growing up, you know, because when I was a kid growing up, mom used to bring me to church and, you know, like you used to push God as a genie who would just sort of do whatever you wanted as long as you, you know, as long as you believed in him. And, you know, I believed in God and I used to, Pray to God, do all the stuff that, you know, mama wanted me to do and nothing, you know, mom beat the God, mom beat the God right out of me. And I, I tell this story all the time. Like my mom was just, you know, she was, she was, she was giving me this whooping and in my brain, I just remember like begging and pleading to God to just at the very, if he can't stop mom from, if he can't stop this beating, can you at least can you at least give me a reason why this is happening? Can you at least just like during a beating, just get mom to say, did not tell you to do this or not do this or something, you know, but that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying to God for a simple explanation as to what I did to get the beating in the first place. And to this day, I still don't know. So, you know, it's just like that made me question things. You know what I'm saying? That made me look at things really differently. That made me look at, uh, things with a completely different perspective. So, with that being said, I I can't, I can't, you know, like just put my faith into someone. That's the word I was looking for. Faith. I can't put my faith into a hundred percent of my faith into anything or anyone. And the reason why I go back to black people want to seek out their identity is because we always, because I always find it kind of annoying that the Kyrie Irving situation was ultimately probably just him trying to just, you know, see what it means to be black. And he came across this thing, you know. Now, I don't really now my thing about Kyrie Irving is that like, you know, I don't agree with a lot of his views. First off, he's a, first off, he's anti-vax. I don't trust anti-vaxxers because they're basically Trump supporters who think that they know science. So, you know, I don't so but it's like, you know, but another thing too is that some of them just genuinely like you know, like when you know when you're black, you're taught that vaccinations are dangerous because at some at one point in time they were, you know. So you kind of have to be wary about it. But 
my whole thing is that like you know then there, you know there's people out here who like vaccinations gonna make you grow a third arm and i'm like uh no they won't you know like uh i'm vaccinated by the way don't you know don't get it vaccinated and boosted because even if i was anti-vax i like you know i i would you know i would rather go to a place that accepts vaccinations and boosting over places that don't because places that don't probably have like a whole bunch of Trump supporters in them and i'm just don't want to deal with those people um so there's that i mean even like i said even if i was it's just like it's just against me to just want to endure being in the presence of a whole bunch of yeehaw you know, red blood American, you know, I got a gun on me, but I ain't going to shoot you. I just like having my gun on me. So I can feel safe. You okay with that, Nick, brother? You know? So, uh, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, like, my whole thing is that, like, my biggest problem when trying to find identity of being black in America is that, like, we have identity here in America now. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to, like, my whole thing is that, like, if you want to check out your identity, you don't look at, you know, the, these fake woke, these these guys who are just going to tell you, we came from Africa, America is racist, hate everybody that isn't black, or hate everybody that doesn't agree with us, because that's basically all it is, you know? Like, instead of following those people you could be doing genealogy man i mean like like you rarely ever hear about black people doing genealogy and trying to like go back into their own personal family tree like that's my my biggest like you know the, the whole like the whole pursuit of the whole pursuit of self-identity and trying to know who you are and and you know being curious about that sort of stuff like you should be like you know the whole the, the desire to find your roots should make you want to find your roots you know, history is not your story. You know what I mean? You know, like something could have happened with your family members that happened around the same time that something crazy has happened. And it just probably didn't got lost in the sauce. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, like we, we always look at certain time period. We always look at certain events, you know, as the only thing that probably happened in that year of uh, in that day of importance. But there could have been a lot of other things that was going on at the time. Like there's there was billions of people then as much as there was billions of people now. Like, you know, a lot of people just to, I mean, to put this in perspective here, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Anne Frank, both born in the same year. But when you think of Anne Frank, you think of the Holocaust. When you think of, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., you think of, you know, uh, civil rights movement in America. You know what I mean? Two different time periods from two people who was born around the same time. You know, it, it's just wild to me because it's just, these are, you know, these are things that, speaking of Martin Luther King, I didn't know that, you know, I think it was what, like his family or his parents or something, him or his parents or something like that helped Julia Roberts, you know, with their birth. So it's like, you know, like everything is connected. You don't know. You could be related to somebody who was probably, you know, I don't know. You, you could be related to somebody who's probably best friends with, a, you know, a famous person on a historic level. Like, for all you know, you could be related to, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson. There's a joke there. If you didn't get it, it's probably for the best of you don't. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, fine. I mean, 
at this point now, we do need to start finding our roots because we have those roots. We have those things. You know, I realized, I just learned that I have, like, I learned, I just remember that I have a baby sister who I haven't seen since she was a baby. I don't even know how old she is right now. And the only reason why I don't know is because dad has a habit of interacting with women who hate him. I don't know what it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that, like, for all I know, the mother of my sister could also have another kid with Nick Cannon. I mean, it can happen. Who knows? I don't know. But the fact that, but what I'm trying to bring up is, is that like, if we want to have our own, you know, like we have our own identities, we have our own strands, we have our own stories to tell. And it just kind of stresses me out that people would rather listen to, you know, some, some, some jerk online, basically tell them, Hey, by the way, you know, be racist, be anti-Semitic, you know, hate people because you're, you know, hate people because you're black, you know? And it's, you don't have to do that. You know, you could just, you, you could, like, what is your story? So, but yeah, back to Kyrie Irving, though. Uh, I know, I just sort of like did a thing there. It's just that, like, you know, I don't know, any, I didn't see the video, I didn't see the movie. I have no intention, of, like, you know, I learned, once I learned who Tyreek Nasheed was, and you know, like I learned what the Hidden Colors movies was. I did. I don't care about movies like that because I'm not like you know. First off, I'm not going to get radical. I'm, I don't think I'm going to get radicalized any more than I already am. Because my biggest problem with movies like that, my biggest problem with stuff like that, is that like they don't motivate movements to actually do something. They just motivate movements to get angry. You know what I mean? Like. It is like you're getting angry at something that you already knew. America is racist. Black people have a really bad history in America. We already know these things. These things is 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 apparent. You know, so it's like, I mean, well, what do you want to do about like you know systemic racism? We already systemic racism is in the name. Systemic, it's a system. You know. All you got to do now is change the system. But it's like, it's always, oh, we got to get angry. We got to start getting mad. You know, we got to start like, you know, making, you know, we got to start a revolution, which is code for just, you know, getting a group and scream, um, getting a group and scream to your heart's content and maybe break something. But, um, you know, like, but it's like the, the, the slightest mention of trying to solve a problem is automatically like pushed back with, oh, but what if this happens? What if this happens? Like, I remember one time I said, you know, maybe we should start our own community. Oh, well, remember what they did to Tulsa? Okay, let's uh, start our own financial thing. Black Wall Street. Uh, Okay. How's about we start our own political party? Remember what they did to Huey Newton? It's like you can't say anything because they're too busy using historical purpose. They're too busy using historical references to say, oh, uh, well, I mean, you, you know, it. it if we to be cowards, basically, to be cowards is basically they just say, you know, historically speaking, these things didn't work, so there's no point in doing them again. And it's like, well, technically, there is point to doing them again because all we're doing at this point is basically we, we have historical references to find out how things went wrong and how to make sure that it don't happen again. You know, like it, it's that's the that's the, that's the smart part you know what i'm saying learn from our mistakes so it won't happen again who knows we probably might do a better job oh no man you just don't want 
man, you know, you don't know, you don't know. It's going something bad going to happen just like last time. You know what I'm saying? At this point now, you know, it's like either you want to start a revolution or you just want to get in, or you just want to get into a big old sewing circle and scream. I don't want to get in the sewing circle and scream. I want something to actually shake. I want things to work. Like I remember one time I said, you know, hey, instead of sell selling weed, try selling food. Man, I ain't gonna do nothing, bro. I ain't gonna buy buy my food, blah 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 blah. It's like, well, I guess you're just not a good salesman then, are you? You know, it's just that's what, it's like. As black people, we're supposed to be like, I, I feel like you know we should be like we should be looking at crime. And, and violence as colonizer stuff. Like, we're descendants of the first people in our... Like, like the first people who probably walked the earth, right? I mean, it's hot outside. There's no air conditioning. There's no there, there's nothing to regulate temperature. You know what I mean? You got hot, you got dark. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty. It should be pretty safe to say that the earliest people in the world were probably dark-skinned. So we, as black people, are descendants of the first, or quite possibly the first people. You know, we should be, like, we really should have, like, a higher opinion of ourselves. We need to, we should be, like, you know, being snotty and snobby. And, like, you know, my whole thing is that, like, one of the big reasons why I don't like guns is because white people use those to colonize places. So when I look at guns, when I think about guns, the first thing I think is, oh, that's colonizer crap. I mean, like I will still, I will probably still have one. I'll probably still know how to use it, but I won't be going. I won't be losing my mind and thinking about how talking about how cool it is or anything like that. I wouldn't be out here flaunting a gun because that's colonizer crap. That's what I. That's what I say now. You know how like in in the black community we say, "Oh, that's white people stuff." You know what I mean? But it's like we only do that with the fun stuff, like like hang gliding or playing or like playing rugby. Or stuff that we stuff that we as black people could get in and revolutionize, but when it comes to committing crimes and killing other black people and saying the n word and, and all the terrible things that we culturally appropriated from white people, you know what I'm saying? That's not how is that not white people stuff? You know, doing drugs. When I was a kid growing up, when I was a kid growing up, you know, like when I heard about cocaine and stuff. That was stuff that white rock. That was something that you know, like white people did, and then you know, come to find out that black people were doing it too. Yo, that's that's colonizer stuff. Come on, man. And that's maybe that's just you know maybe that's just me though. I just know I couldn't do it. Oh, so you're not smoking weed? Well, smoking weed isn't white people stuff. I'm not saying that it is. But what I am saying is, you know, like, it's still drugs to me. However, I don't see it as being nearly as bad as the other drugs, though. I don't do it, but, like, it's not because I think it's colonized stuff. I just think that it's overhyped. Well, you're overhyped. Okay. I wish, honestly. I would, if I was overhyped, I would have a fake account on Twitter right now. <laughs> For those who don't know, Elon Musk bought Twitter and uh, apparently in order to be uh, considered a verified user to get the blue check mark to confirm that you are you, um, you had to like pay, you could pay $8. Back in the day, it was simply 
like in order to confirm that you are indeed you because back in the, like for those who weren't around for the early days of the internet imposter accounts was all the rage back then you could all you had to do is just get a couple of personal pictures from uh celebrities and use them in your own thing and you could say that you were that celebrity and you would use that account to you know either mess with people or just kind of live out your biggest fantasy as the celebrity or rob people in any case so people would like you know so celebrities and just people in general would say oh i'm the official blah 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 well then twitter was like okay instead of calling yourself the official blah 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 we'll just give you a blue check mark <laughs> and it used to be really hard to get that blue check mark now it costs eight dollars and now people are just going back to being imposters again so if you're select so if you're a celebrity watch out <laughs> you're about to get a page made in your name And this is about to be hilarious. Man, you're about to get you're about to get you're about to get in trouble for so much stuff that you don't even know that you did. You know. It's about to be hilarious. So yeah, I know for a fact that if I'm So I know for a fact that like, you know, I'm going to uh if I'm if I'm ever successful, I'll know it because I will have a fake account on uh Twitter. Ah man. I just hope that they don't do it for like dead celebrities because that would just be in bad taste. You know, like please no Michael Jackson, please no Chadwick Bozeman, please no Kurt Cobain. You know, just just you know, like at least be tasteful. And I'm pretty sure as I'm saying this, there's more than likely somebody doing it. Now I feel like a now I feel like a jerk for just saying it. Uh moving along though. We got four minutes. <laughs> Three, technically. Oh man. Uh so I've actually uh, been trying my best to watch some I've been I figure oh since anime is so hype and so lit, you know I'm gonna try to watch um you know like telenovelas, uh the Spanish uh the Spanish shows, and honestly, these shows are wild man. I, I just started watching the show called Victorino Victorino, and it's you know apparently is like there's these three guys that are named Victorino and um if they meet then disaster strikes right and um it's like there's this there's this uh, soothsayer this fortune teller guy and he's uh trying to you know make sure that they don't meet up and because he's a fortune teller or whatever a lot of people are trying to like meet him and go to you know apparently he has a show to do or something and he's they when they want to go and see his show and it is wild it's wild so you know i'm a, i'm trying to watch that and i'm also watching uh sencinos no hay pareso which is um spanish for without breasts there is no paradise and uh unfortunately the 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 part of it that i'm watching is actually the uh, second season to the earlier show because apparently like like I, i'm i'm thinking to myself okay with a title like that very humorous you know maybe a little slapstick humor maybe obviously is going to have you know breast humor in there or something you know because 
without breast, there's no paradise. And it's basically about a, a girl who wants to sort of get out of poverty. And she does so by getting uh, breast implants to attract the uh, most successful guy in her neighborhood, which is a drug dealer. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this has the makings to be at least moderately funny. It's not funny. This is not a funny show. Dear God, it is not a funny show. I, I can't even get into why it's not funny, but oh my Lord, uh, I'm just watching the second season of it and it, it, it starts with somebody getting like somebody dying. Like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm like, ideal meal. Okay. Um, but like, I do know because I am trying to learn Spanish, I'm going to be watching these show kind of like how I used to watch anime back in the day. I'm going to watch it subbed and try to understand the references and understand the, the terminology and everything like that because estoy aprendiendo español pero uh, no sé más palabras de español you know mucho gusto la idioma you know though it's just it's a practice and it's a challenge but it's not impossible like it's in my head now it's, it's like I just can't believe this I, so but I am but like I said, it's just like watching it. You know, it feels like just like watching anime. And also, a lot of these shows are just like they're, they're so they're, they're so like on point and really nice. I like them. So there's that. Uh, by the way, like if you are interested in the show, Sensenos no I paraiso. Um, but that's it. Surprisingly enough, very little on the politics talk today. But uh, y'all be easy, love and peace, and um, Wakanda forever.